My father paced the length of his living room in his leather sandals while my sister and I sat at the table by the sofa, trying to do our homework. His forehead was slick with sweat. His dark glasses framed his worried expression. We had a bigger house than many, but right now it felt like it was shrinking in on me. Zima and I had kept stealing glances at our parents' closed room where our little sisters played in their bedroom. The sun had nearly set when my parents' bedroom door finally opened. The midwife stepped outside and smiled. My jaw clenched. My mother was okay. She had to be if Rahila Bibi was smiling. Congratulations, she said. You are a father five times over now. How is Menza? he asked. Tired, but she'll be fine. Go in and see for yourself. My father walked into the bedroom. Seema and I followed. The lamp on the nightstand lent a soft glow to the darkened room. The little one, smaller than I expected, lay curled in a blue blanket in my mother's arms. What is it? my father asked. A boy or a... A girl, Rahili Bibi said. A girl? Yes. She looked at him. A perfectly healthy baby girl. Can I hold her? I scooped the blanketed baby out of my mother's arms. I traced a finger against her soft nose, her cheeks, her curved chin, with a dimple like Safa's. Rahila Bibi was right. She was perfect. My breath caught when she gripped my finger with her fist. She was so tiny, but her grip on me so tight, as though she knew I would always protect her. Any disappointment I might have felt at not having a baby brother dissipated like powder in a running stream. What should we name her? I asked. I have a notebook with the ones I like. Shifa is pretty, but I also like Maha, Maria, Lubna. That's when I realized the room was unusually quiet. I looked at my mother. She was crying. I was so eager to see the baby. I hadn't noticed the tears streaming down her face. Until now. My father stood by the door. His eyes were red. Sorry, my mother whispered. Nothing to be sorry about, he said. God does what he wants. Of course I had known they'd wanted a son. I heard conversations of her neighbors and the whispers in her own house. But staring at my parents' expression right now, I saw they didn't look disappointed. They looked crushed. I hadn't been present when my other sisters had been born. Is this the how they had reacted then? Was it the same when I was born? Or was it okay since I was the first? Sometimes I wish I did not pay such careful attention. Maybe then I would not have learned they thought being a girl was such a bad thing. This is an excerpt from the beginning of the book Amal Unbound, written by Shia Saeed. This is a story where being a girl isn't as good as being a boy. While this is a fiction story, things like this take place all over the world. In Amal Unbound, 12-year-old Amal dreams of becoming a teacher. Then one day, her dreams are dashed in an instant when she accidentally insults a member of her Pakistani village's ruling family. As a punishment for her behavior, she's forced to leave her heartbroken family behind and go work at this horrible man's estate. Amal is distraught, but she's faced setbacks before. So she summons her courage and begins to navigate the complex rules as life as a servant. It's not easy, though. It's hard to make friends. Other servants are jealous of each other. And most of all, the family she's attending is very dangerous. This is a book that I read in one sitting. It's gripping, 
sad and hopeful at the same time. And it really inspires me to be brave. Check out A Mall Unbound with your Westerville Public Library card as an ebook, e audiobook, or as a physical copy. Thanks for listening. This is Lisa, your youth librarian.